We've got jobs. What is up, Vito? Here we go. Pro Wrestling Planet Podcast or the Brandon Vito Show, whatever you want to call it. Here we are. It is May 18th, 2022. What is and up, it's my Wednesday man? night. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means, right? You know what that means. Yep. Uh, how you doing, my man? I, I hear you're a little bit worse for wear. Uh, you, you actually, um, yeah. you know, for those of you who may not know, uh, our good friend Vito here, uh, that joins us, you know, joins me rather for this, for, uh, these podcasts and such, uh, he mentioned last week and, you know, we'll kind of get deeper into it, but you know, a man of the stripes, yeah. uh, you know, definitely, uh, throwing it down. Law. Law of the ring. Laying down the law here on the West Coast in Power Pit Pro Wrestling. And uh, you had a little bit of a rough go of it this last week. Uh, Our boy ended up getting choke slammed. So, I mean, like, how are you feeling? Are you? Uh, I ran into a big, scary man and he put me down very, uh, very fast and very hard. But uh, now I feel good. It's got to be intense, uh, man. Yeah. Uh, I have never been good. choke slammed. I can only imagine. That was my first choke slam. Uh, Jeez, but, Louise. But I feel good. It was. Uh, it was cool. It was my very first bump, first choke slam, first slam, first anything. Uh, first time you been... actually had your hand uh, had hands laid on you as a referee well, i've been i've been squashed in the corner and uh i've been kicked by uh feet getting an airplane spin so uh those are my two former uh brushes with assault you might say but i've never taken a big slam that was my first one any kind of and i don't think it's like really because like uh, anybody can talk about, you know, you know, doing, doing stuff, especially getting into like, you know, the ring in general or whatever, you know, fans and other people just kind of like, you know, make everything seem so easy. Uh, but I mean, you know, firsthand, I know firsthand that it's not, you know, especially when you're working in and around the business and you kind of see more and more of like just how things are put together and what I know from even my uh, experience uh, with you guys, just being in the ring, doing GM stuff back in the day, uh, back in the day, like five years ago or whatever it was, right? (laughs) Um, Yeah. You know, getting kind of like pushed around by some of the talent then. And I wasn't, I wasn't really prepared for, you know, Like, you know, and I I was put, I was pushed a couple times and, you know, I can't remember who pushed me if it was, I think it was like tower or somebody. And, you know, like he laid into it, man. It was no, it was no like joke of a push. Like it was, you know, it was like Slipknot Mosh Pit circa 2004. (laughs) 
kind of push. Nice. But nice. But no, it gets physical, man. So yeah, you know, it's any kind of physicality. And then of course, you know, I mean, taking a choke slam, I just I can't imagine. So uh but it looks like uh you're good to go. Strong man, strong willed, and yep. you've made it here to I'll live to count another day. That's right. That's right. And you're you're fully protected, so you know, no ramifications coming your way. I hate to see what ramifications will come uh that dude's way, but uh we're here to do this dynamite review, Vito. Uh you know, here we are again, man. Uh we're we're a couple weeks away now. We're roaring towards the uh double or nothing pay-per-view. Which so far oh, yeah. seems like it has like twenty matches on it. I don't know if that's just me. Nope, that's AEW. <laughs> but like, I mean, I mean, usually the cards are pretty full. But now yeah. I'm like, I, I got like count in my head, and I'm just like, man, there's gonna be a lot of freaking matches, and we'll get to some of that here uh, as we go on. Uh, let me go. Uh, start it off. Where else at the beginning, of course, we get a Owen Hart uh, Cup, the Owen Hart Memorial Classic Tournament. Uh, we get a match. Hey, hey Brent, one yeah. second. Yo. You know what I like about Tony Khan and AEW? What's that, bud? No messing around out the gate. They go straight to it every time. It is refreshing to start the show with a match. I wish Raw yeah. would do that more. Oh, yeah. I think that's uh, why it's more refreshing because all we've gotten is uh, 15 minutes of plunder at the beginning of the, all the wrestling shows we've watched before AEW. And now that we got AEW, it's right. like, bam, straight to wrestling. For the most uh, part, I can appreciate yes. that. For the most part, yes. I mean, if you look at I mean, it would be a fascinating uh, study if someone would actually go through, like, every episode of Raw and, like, the percentage of the ones that start with a 15-minute talking segment as opposed to not. Yeah. I bet it's got to be, like, 80-20 or 70-30. Yeah, I mean, it's no. pretty heavy. Every now and then, they'll throw you a curveball yeah, 80, and start with 15. a match. <laughs> but three out of four raws, uh, four yeah, out of five no. raws, it starts with this, you know, 15 minute long uh, talking setup segment that that leads to a match sometimes. Right. And then it's and then it's like a huge and then we're we're seeing the same people on the screen for like the first 30 minutes of the show. I don't think that that's really yeah. optimal either. No. Um, you know, but they also have three hours to cover. This is only two here still. Um, yeah, you know, they can find a way to freshen it up a little bit. Wrestling. Uh, you know, we get this Owen Hart cut match, bro. Uh, the Joker's card is Johnny Elite. I was shocked yeah, as it, hell. It was not Cesaro. This was not even on our radar, man. None of us, nope. neither of us were even thinking about nope. Morrison. Johnny and, uh, Elite. Of course, he's on a different show, and he's got to use the name of the show. And this name. has got to be like the the twentieth name he's had. It's like he starting. changes it to where he's at. Johnny right. Nitro, Johnny Impact. 
John Morrison. Right. Yeah. But uh, what was he in uh, in Lucha? Johnny Mundo. He was Mundo in Lucha. That's right. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what, Vito? I, I think that this was fine. Uh, I think there were better matches on this card, but it was solid. Uh, hot crowd. They they were hot. They cooled down later, but they were hot for this. This was also, I thought, kind of a weird dynamic. Um, just the styles, you know, Joe style versus the kind of flashy whatever, you know, yeah. that, that uh, Johnny does. But they ended up making it work fine, I thought. Uh, what what was your take on this match? Um, I didn't have many notes except for uh, oh Johnny looked good, you know he didn't have ring rust. Um, I think he's been doing some indie stuff, but uh, he looks pretty good. And, he looked um, fine, but uh, he kind of the the ending was kind of shaky. Yeah, it was weird. The ending was shaky. He did he did his uh, the setup for the four fifty. And he he had him out way too far in the in the middle of the ring, and he you know landed yeah, basically on like his he knees. Did that Alexa Bliss thing where she does the uh, the flip and then mm-hmm. to her knees, and then she does it over to the knees again. Right. Yeah. It yeah, was just kind of weird. And then. Uh, well, he, well, and then the Starship Pain gets, uh, he gets the knees up, right? Joe gets yeah. the knees up. And then we go to the finish, uh, Muscle Buster off the top rope. And Joe goes on. Uh, now, this was kind of busy here at the end. Um, You know, you get the Dutt and Lethal gang come out. You get the best friends come out for the save. Yeah, I put best friends question mark. <laughs> right, because that was super random. Like, okay, all of a sudden, yeah. all of a sudden, the best friends are like hooked up with Joe. That was kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, there's been no like. You watch dark and stuff too, right? So like, they they haven't even uh, hinted about that on there. I don't watch dark um all the time. I I pick through dark, but okay. Um, no, I haven't heard anything. Even even looking at the news on daily, I haven't heard anything about best friends and Joe. It must just be a random thing. I uh, my overall thought was is that you know Johnny kind of got lost in the shuffle here. Um, if they are, if this wasn't just like a one off for him, I did uh, see him attempt to do something, and Sanjay kicked him. I did see that. Okay. No, it just kind of looked like he kind of faded into the background of the whole thing. And, you know, on top of taking the loss, um, I don't know. You would hope you would see like a, like maybe like a handshake finish or something like that, but they decided to, yeah. to make it into an angle. And I was kind of like, meh on that, but the match was good. So, you know what can he do? I uh, did. I did remember something uh, at the very beginning. Joe was going for the collar elbow tie up, and Johnny just like forearmed him in the face. <laughs> it's like that was his answer. 
instead of the collar tie-up. Right. I'm just going to elbow you. Yeah. Just bam. Joe's like, oh, okay, cool. Let's do <laughs> This is what we're doing. Okay. Sweet. Time to fall in line. Uh, well, and, you know, I also wanted to ask you this, Vito, um, since we're talking about Johnny Elite, what do you see of him, like, you know, now that he's, I mean, let's say he's signed with AEW, what do you think the ceiling is for a guy like him? Do you think he kind of stays mid-card? Do you think they, like, do something, do something with him? Do you think it's too late for them to like make him into a main eventer? Like, what do you what are your thoughts on like where he's at overall? Um, if I had to, if I had to book uh, Johnny, I'd say you know uh, he has a long he's had a long career. He couldn't have too many years left. He still looks he's in great. His 40s, like I said, right? I mean, is he? He's in his forties somewhere. I do I don't believe know. he's been around for a long time. He's like in the remember Eminem. Oh yeah, he was on Tough Enough too. A lot of people forget that that yeah. he was a Tough Enough guy. Yeah, and he. I remember his audition. He went through a couple different, like one year he was like close to getting chosen, but didn't. Or like they they kicked him off at the last minute or something, and then he like came yeah. back the the next year. I think in I think seasons two and three. He fought. was on Survivor too. Really, I did not know that. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. done a bunch of like you know, um, side like acting work and you know different stuff like that. He was really doing that a few years ago. Uh, you know, during the whole Lucha Underground thing, because he was, you know, in that era, in that area, rather, you know, they were filming it there in Southern California or whatever. And so he was kind of a Hollywood guy. So I don't know. Um, I was just asking you that. I'd say mid card or tag team. Okay. So you don't see like, uh, you don't think he's ever going to be like world champion? I don't think so. Sadly, probably not, huh? Like yeah, that's kind of that's kind of came and went. That's if he's signed with AEW. I don't. I don't think it he could did. be just a one-off. Yeah. Yeah. Could be just a one-off deal too. Um, then we had a backstage segment between the Bucks and Hardys. Jeff is, of course, all banged up from the war with Darby Allen uh, the week prior. Uh, Matt says Jeff is fine. He's a real hardy, not a cosplayer like you two. <laughs> and uh, so they're finally building this on TV now, which I'm so happy yep. for. Um, Slowly. It was a nice it was a nice little backstage deal uh, between them. Uh, then we get Punk out for commentary. And then we get uh, Hangman Page against Take Shit Up. I mean, uh, Takeshna, Takeshita, or however Excalibur was pronouncing it. Can we not change this guy's name? I know we're supposed to like not be like childish, but come on, 
You know what I mean? I know we're not supposed to be like eight years old. Oh, take shit. Uh, but it, but it is. That's how it looks. Takeshna. They should have just called him by his first name. Pulled the WWE uh, deal. I don't even. I don't even remember his first name. I just read. It's like Takeshna. a. It's like Hiroshi, Hiroshimo or Hiroshimu. It's one of those. It's one of those H <laughs> names. Um. And he's from DDT. Yeah, yeah, oh, from yeah. DDT, which is interesting. Since they're doing all this new Japan stuff, I don't know if they're yeah. related in Japan. Those two promotions are not uh, married. But this match was awesome. Yeah, I enjoyed this. There was another note that they said, uh, I didn't catch his partner's name, but they said, that him and his partner dethroned the Golden Lovers for for tag titles in Japan, I guess. We'll see. There you go. He looked good, man. He looked like he could be, you know, like an upper echelon, um, you know, uh, player uh, from over there. You know, if I followed that uh, stuff more, you know, at first when the match first got going. I was, you know, it really was kind of looking like a hangman squash because uh, he shined for a long time. And then finally, uh, they start to, you know, they start to do some, you know, back and forth stuff. And finally they gave, uh, you know, to, to Kishida or whatever. Uh, they gave him some spots. You know, they did that really cool um when they traded those like super stiff German suplexes, did you catch oh, that? Oh man, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I put a uh, back-to-back Germans. I liked Hangman's more. <laughs> Dude, they both looked pretty stiff, but yeah, I was like, I was, think- <coughs> I was thinking that as as Hangman was bringing him up for for his, I was like. Oh my gosh, is he gonna do like a like a Japanese style one as well? And like, sure enough, you know, that's totally something that you would see out of like a you know Kabashi match or something. Yeah. Um, hey, you know, Takeshna did do uh, the like best Tope Kon hero I've seen over the top rope. It was so nice and solid. Caught Hangman's dead on, and then he just floated over and barely grabbed the guardrail. It was really nice. He soared like a bird. He did. It was like a bird in flight. Uh, And the other thing I wanted to say real quick was I like when the champion wrestles on TV. It's it's great. Yeah. Why not? Why not? (laughs) You know what I mean? It's one of those things. Now, WWE has the opposite effect now. Where, you know, when you're the champion, you just, you don't really have to be on any shows, but like a couple, no. a month. Yeah, don't even, don't even show up sometimes. And, you know, cause that's what's happening with Roman now. He's like, he's, he's not working TVs or he's not working house shows and he's like barely working TVs. He's like been pulled from some of like the, the major like events that they're doing and all that. Uh, yeah. like he's not on the hell in the cell show all of a sudden it's like what so like what i think is happening with that is 
is literally there's been a precedent set, right? Brock Lesnar being the champion for like so many years and just being able to like show up a, few, a handful of times a year. Now that Roman is that guy, he was probably like, well, you know, I get the Brock schedule now, right? Like that's oh, literally that's literally probably what happened in the um in their negotiations. That's but, not good. Uh, anyway, uh yeah, so you know the thing that bugged me about this match, there was some incoherent JR mumbling during it. Like <laughs> He was like trying to talk. So he was trying to say something about how they had sold out this arena a couple weeks in a row, which looks like a really small arena, by the way. I don't want to be that guy once again <laughs> this week, but like it looked pretty small on TV, but whatever. Um, like JR is just like rambling about it. And then like Excalibur has got to come in and like really quickly like say it professionally. You know, before they go to commercial break, because it was just like, I don't know, dude. I love you, Jr., but Jesus, they got to do something about this commentary team. I love Excalibur. Okay, I think he's great, and you know, Jr., love him to death. Tony Schiavone used to get on my nerves back in WCW. I could really take him or leave him. Really? Uh, yeah. No man, he's. I think he's fine. But in all, in all, I think it's great that he's back in wrestling, one hundred percent. And it's cool that he's with AEW. Get all that right, and it's totally. And I respect him, and it's he's he's fine. But honestly, back in the day, it, he was like to me, he was like the worst part of the whole Monday Night experience. Oh wow! He, he would get. Uh, is this a hot take? Like I'm, I think it is. Like, bro, like, oh man, he, he. I didn't have heat with Tony Schiavone back in the day. He used to get on my nerves because he was the voice of every. You know, he did the. Uh, you know, he said the thing about Foley, and even before that, it was like it was like a running joke, like because he was the guy that. It, you know, every single week, this is the greatest night in the history of our sport. You know, every <laughs> single Nitro was the greatest night in the history of our sport. Yeah. And uh, just just some of the other things that like cliches that he used to. I, I understand he probably hated his job at this point. Right. But like it was or, or whatever. Maybe he didn't at that point. But no, like, dude. In my circles, Shivani got on not just mine, but like all of our nerves. Like anyone oh, wow. I watched wrestling with back in the day, you know, my brothers, you know, and we were like, and it, he did, and he was fine until like the, um, until the Monday Night Wars. Like that's when it got bad. Oh, uh, yeah. Like we liked him before that, but like when he was like the voice of like the, like the shit talking between yeah it's almost like a heel heel turn <laughs> yeah i mean it was just you know i don't know anyway enough enough about shivani but yeah no something's so got to be done <laughs> something's got to be done about this commentary team uh yeah and i uh let's see here so 
I'm a fan. Just want to throw that out there. I'm okay and with it. And that's I have, fine. I have no qualms. He doesn't get on my nerves now. He's fine now to me because he has a completely like that, different role. Yeah. I like that it's two uh, nostalgic old timers and the young the young man in the mask who's like wrangling them together. I think it puts a different spin on the show. I enjoy it. You ever catch uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood back in the day, like a few years back? Uh, I don't think so. No. I, I used to get it on our satellite dish uh, when we lived out at our old house. There's a guy, and you know him, dude. Uh, okay, uh, the guy, uh, the guy that rapped with Jamie Kennedy, Stu Stone, or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. He was like a color commentator slash manager. In, in championship uh-huh. wrestling from Hollywood. And he was the best. Like the funniest shit I've ever heard. Since Bobby Heenan. Like. AEW needs to hire Stu Stone. If Tony Khan is listening. There it is. Like dude. Stu uh, Stone needs I, to be all elite. I want, I want an over the top. Uh, color commentator. You know what I mean? We don't have that anymore. Um, even, even on the WWE side, uh, you got, uh, Graves, which his, his whole thing is kind of like heelish, but it's not like over the top and it's definitely not funny. Uh, McAfee is, I think McAfee's great. Um, McAfee's a fan. Right. But it's a whole different, you know, vibe. Um, he's not like a heel commentator, but he's hilarious. I guess they don't tell him anything. Well, there like, you go. He he goes in there just like like me and you. Right. He, he's told nothing. Well, that's great. No, yeah. I mean, we we need something. We need some kind of. We need to be a little more entertaining. I think as as a man that used to be uh, at the commentary table myself, I'm just really picky. Uh, you know about about that, and I wish we had that. Um, but moving on, you know, we spent so much time on that. Uh, so yeah, no, Hangman wins with the GTS, which was a nice payback. From it was Punk's, a... uh, Punk shot Larry Lariat last week. I thought that was clever. He uh, did. I don't call, know if he, you I don't heard know if he, it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I wrote that down too. Punk <laughs> shot Lariat. Yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah, I was like, that's brilliant. Why didn't I think of that last week? That smell. was a devastating GTS. Ooh, the dude, the dude sold it great because he went down like a sack of bricks. He didn't yeah. like he didn't do the flip up, bounce up thing. Yeah. He just like crashed down. He that was pretty cool. the knee down pretty right. much. And you don't yeah. really see people take it like that often, so that was interesting. No, yeah, I like that. No, great observation. Then, then they had a crowd off. Did you see that? You know, I was going to ask you about this. Punk had a, they were like just pumping the crowd. The crowd ends up chanting for Punk, dude. Yeah. They, they, you know, so maybe, maybe there is some credence to the whole, um, you know, of course, if, if anybody's going to lean heel in this feud, it's going to be hangman. 
Mm-hmm. So I can um, see it happening. You know, and like we've talked about for the last couple of weeks, I don't know if they go full heel, but at least for this program, in this program, he's the heel. Um, yeah. Really, unless they're in like his hometown or something like that. Uh, but right now they are coming both off kind of lukewarm. You think so? Because Punk kind of, Punk kind of seems kind of, I don't know, cocky. I think, uh, I think Punk's selling the tickets, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, duh. Punk sells all the tickets. <laughs> and that was kind of, that was part of JR's, he was like trying to say something about Hangman selling out the buildings. And that was kind of weird to say with Punk right there on commentary because like more than likely, like, more than likely Punk probably sold more of those tickets than Hangman with all due respect, but. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, and then they so the crowd chants for Punk, and and Hangman's the one that just kind of walks away. He storms uh, off. Storms off. I wish he would have gave him the bird before he stormed off, but you know, because he's been doing that. Yeah. Uh, Keith Lee and Swerve won a squash match. Oh, hold on a second. There was one thing. Can I skip over something? Yeah, Fuego. Oh, the Fuego promo. Yeah, he called out uh, House of Black. Did he call it the House of Black? I thought he challenged yeah. someone specifically for Rampage. No, it's that... uh, him and the Dark Order against the House of Black because the House of Black has just been kicking his ass all the time. Oh, okay. The, this was the promo where they had um, where Evil Uno came in, right? Is this yeah. the one? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, For some reason, I, I thought this say. was later. Uh, the House of Black is very busy. Right? Right. They got Fuego and the Dark Order. They got the Varsity Blondes, unless that's wrapped up, but that was just last week. And that, And they also got Death Triangle. That's some so, busy guys. So they have three concurring feuds. Yeah. And the whatever this is, I guess the trios division, the the official unofficial AEW trios division, which hasn't been launched yeah. yet. When Kenny comes back. Right, we're waiting on Kenny. Come on, Kenny. We're waiting on the cleaner. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know, Keith Lee and Swerve win a squash match. Against the work horseman. I didn't even catch the dudes, the dudes' names. Uh, like a... well, that's the one guy's JD Drake. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's yeah. part of the, he's part of the, the one team. And then, uh, the other guy is Anthony Henry. The wingmen, that's what they're called. Uh, oh, okay. J.D. Drake, Cesar Baroni, uh, Pretty Peter pa- Avalon, and uh, Dolph Ziggler's oh, brother. Oh, okay, okay. All those guys. Uh, okay, I didn't realize that they were a stable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, J.D. Drake is part of that team, but this guy, Anthony Henry, is his tag team partner from Ring of Honor from back in the day. So. Man. 
Yeah. It's hard to keep up with all this. I'm glad I have you here <laughs> to tell me about this stuff because I did not know that. Yeah. Um, I got gotcha. you. Got my back, Vito. I appreciate that. Yep. Keeping it 100. Vito um, is all elite. <laughs> okay. We're down to a minute on this first call. So let me send you another call real quick. Okay. That's good. All right. Just gets so hot in here. I don't know why. It's hot when I'm talking wrestling. Sweet NWO hoodie on the chair there. Yeah, I do it to, uh, you know, the cats have torn up my damn chair. So I try to keep, you know, try to keep like a slip cover on it, basically. You chose the right one. It's a ghetto slip cover. Uh, uh, I was going to say something about uh, the Keith Lee Swerve match. Uh, oh, Swerve rolls too much. <laughs> He's kind of like that. Um, oh, gosh. What character is that in like Mortal Kombat? Is that like a Liu Kang uh, thing? Uh, uh, or something like Kano that. Kano does one of those Yeah, yeah, yeah. like the torpedo rolls. Yeah. And the other thing I was going to say is uh, that slingshot splash that they did where Swerve kind of just brought Lee in and he just landed on the guy without touching the inside. It was very cool. Did you catch that? I did not, no. Yeah, it was like a slingshot splash. Yeah, so Keith Lee was on the apron and Swerve like brought him in uh, by like, you know, pulling the rope like a slingshot. And then he just just came over the ropes and landed in a splash on the guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've seen that spot. I've seen someone do that spot back in the 90s. That was like, I want to say it was like a public enemy or something like that which would make sense i love i love public enemy public enemy was the bomb yeah man rest in peace rock a rock johnny grunge they did not get the respect they deserved man yeah that's a whole nother you know uh body 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 we likes to party yeah Nah, 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 nah. (laughs) (laughs) And the finish was a sit-out powerbomb foot stomp. What a finish. What a finish. Well, they look like they're on their way, even though they didn't uh, advance anything here, right? There was no... 
you know, there was no, uh, the tag team champs weren't even on this show. Yes, what? they were. Did what I did you do? Get, did you go to the bathroom? <laughs> was this during no, this I, segment? Yeah, after that match, uh, Keith Lee got the microphone and said, with that match, they're in the top five now, uh, which brought out uh, Powerhouse and Ricky Starks. And uh, Okay, I missed, is, I missed all of this. I must have been yelling at my children oh, wow. or trying to corral them or something i'm not sure because like i i I saw my all right they're just it was one of those things where i'm like okay well they're just gonna squash these dudes i'm really just kind of half paying attention to this match and then i saw the i saw it like end and i was like all right cool and then you know i just figured it was over yeah no keith lee uh got it they came out um uh, Swerve called Ricky Starks a bar of soap with pearls. What? What does that even mean? <laughs> it was the shirt he was wearing, and he's wearing a pearl necklace for some reason. Oh, okay. very funny. So he looked like a like a bar of Irish Spring or something, maybe. It was yeah, like green. something like that. Yeah. No, it was a weird white striped shirt. I don't know. It was very weird. Okay. Uh, but then. Then the, uh, they basically said, we deserve the shot before you, blah, 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 blah. And then the champions came out, and guess who was right? That's right. Triple threat match at pay-per-view for the titles. Okay, see, there you go. Called it weeks ago. I'm glad I have uh, you backing me up on this, Vito, because, yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking that, like, right after the show wrapped. I'm like, why... I'm like, why was there no tag team change? Like, you know, why didn't they do anything with the tag titles? And that another was weird. thing is uh, Christian got in the mic and said, uh, basically, in not so many words, all the little guys from the teams are going to wrestle next week. So Swerve, Jungle Boy, and Ricky Starks. That should be fun. Yeah. Yeah, it should be good. Yeah, no, I got, I love cruiserweight uh, triple threat matches. That's that's money. Yeah, that's money every single time. Uh, yeah. So then we get uh, unless I miss something else in between here, which seems like this is nope. where I lapsed out. We got the MJF Wardlow. My my deal, next right? note after after that is time for lashings. <laughs> <laughs> this was weird. Okay, Vito. So why did now the the Cody thing that was like with a kendo stick or something, right? Or was that with a belt? I I was gonna look it up, but I got I got distracted with uh, with like, something. But yeah, I'm, I'm I feel like it was with like a whip, right? So I feel he like uses it was a whip. A, so he uses a belt here, right? It yeah, was like a belt. The weakest. The weakest hits I've ever seen. The first two. Right. Then he started to get a little tough. But, but Ward was just no was selling. Bad. Him. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I wrote. <laughs> Weak shots, Wardlow no sell. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. he no sells like all of MJF's hits. And MJF starts getting frustrated. And he doesn't sell, actually sell a shot till Spears hits him. Spears' second shot. Oh, okay. It was the second shot. All right. 
Yeah. So then he kind of starts to sell a little bit. Like, all right, dude, this start this starting to hurt a little I, bit. I think it's because the belt came over and hit like the front of his shoulder right here. Oh, okay. That's what I saw. The belt like came over his shoulder. All right. Well, you know, regardless of the questions I have around it, I I think they did this fine. It came off pretty standard uh you know mjf ends up giving wardlow the the low blow and uh they just beat the crap out of him with his handcuffs on he let spears yeah. pin him for the fake three count yeah he <laughs> these, wins he wins an imaginary dude, match these dudes are gonna get these guys are gonna get killed yeah at one point or another like yeah and it's gonna be great it's gonna be awesome. So this, you know, regardless of the wait, uh, he still has he still has spears in the steel cage match, right? Now they they put up the graphic for the match, and I couldn't really yeah. hear the commentary, and I don't know what they if they mentioned. I missed the graphic, but they I know put it's up the graphic. Because, I saw yeah, it. I missed it, <clears throat> but it so was part of the original deal, so. So we'll see. Um, I can't complain anything about this. This was great. I liked what they did yeah. here. There was really nothing I, I can do to pick it apart. Um, that kick, that kick in the in the balls really got me. You know, sometimes you just it's just as simple as a low blow. Yeah. You know, just don't overthink it. Oh. Uh, next we get. A backstage segment from my favorite Vito, Rapongi Vice in the house. Reunited yeah. once again. Trip Beretta getting double screen time on the show. You gotta love it. They said uh Rapungi Vice <laughs> is back full time. He we'll used the words go. full time. Does that mean him and best friends are no more? No more didn't Trent he, and didn't, Chucky T. Wasn't he part? Didn't he come out in the in the run in though for Joe? Yeah, for so the, he's, that so was he's still the with the best friend. friends. Yeah, but he said Rapungi Vice is full time. The tag team, right? I understand the friends are together. I think they're part of chaos. Well, there's the whole group. It's probably like they're still buddies and they're still a stable or whatever, but. Yeah. Uh, Chucky T is probably going to do singles or tag with someone else while Trent does this, probably. Yeah. That's how, is how they do it. I'm down with it, though. Rapungi Vice is awesome. I hope they play the original theme music. Gosh, I'm hoping out. Holding out for that one. Uh, but they challenge FTR for the ROH tag team titles, so I assume that's going to be on AEW, maybe Ring of Honor. I don't know. We'll have to see. They didn't really specify which Maybe show. Or nothing. It might be, but gosh, yet another match. There's already like on. ten million. Bring it on, baby! Bring it on. Phoenix and O'Reilly. Uh, man, it's kind of hard to say. I really liked this one. I don't know if I liked this more <sighs> than Hangman uh, Takashita. Um, but they were pretty close. I mean, maybe I lean Hangman's match more because it was a little more like strong style oriented. But I, I like Hangman's match a lot more. 
Really? I love a match like this, too. I thought O'Reilly and, and Phoenix uh, did a hell of a job. Uh, I was not. Uh, I thought the beginning was kind of boring. Uh, I could see that. The the subs and the the pins in the beginning were. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't go for it. Uh, no one was buying the quick pin routine. It fell off for a while. They did a couple cool moves uh, in the middle, you know. But um, the submission at the end, cool. I liked it. Yeah, O'Reilly taps him out, and he moves on, which was really naturally the only thing, like, logical, right? I mean, O'Reilly Joe just, to me, sounds better on paper than O'Reilly Phoenix. No disrespect to Phoenix, but it's like, then we would see... Phoenix Joe. Yeah. Then we'd have to see another, like, Joe against another high flyer for the, you know... No, that... That Joe O'Reilly match is going to be a banger. I think so. Yes. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. I don't know if that's English or or Swahili. It is. Or what. It is. I, I'm going with it. I um, like it. Yeah, O'Reilly taps him out with the arm bar. So solid stuff. Arm oh, and leg something. Vito, you know what we have next, brother? You know what segments yeah, up guys. next? Your guys. Oh, dude. Jericho Appreciation Society. The Jericho segment. Vito, I don't know if we have enough time on this podcast to... Oh, my gosh. For me to indelve on everything I just... Everything I liked and hated about this segment. How, how did it come across to you? I'm I'm, I'm dying to know. Uh, a lot of clutter. Right? And weirdness. And weirdness. William Regal's story about the toothbrush took so long. Right. Well, this starts with Jericho saying some taboo stuff about Regal, making fun of, you know, making light of his drug issues. Yeah. That ties and the in. The fact that he almost died. Yeah. That ties, yeah. and then he run, and then he starts talking down the other guys. He talks down uh, Danielson, and he ties it all together with a jab, you know, about Moxley being in rehab. So yeah. that was kind of the whole spiel of that. And then Regal does this weird. Did you catch the cringy quip about the about the burning orphanage? Like, what was that? He's he. he like he was, he said he was so tired of hearing Jericho's voice. He'd rather hear screams from a burning orphanage. It's like, no, I missed that. It's like, okay. oh my god, no. yeah, that's what he said. I gotta go back and listen. To and that. then he that's follows hilarious. it up with this toothbrush butt story thing. Like I don't know, dude. Like Jericho said that he pee in his teeth. Right, like he did at the WrestleMania buildup. I was literally thinking yeah. about that while they were on the mic. I'm like, I wonder if he's going to say, uh, you know, bring up how he beat him at WrestleMania. And he didn't say that, yeah. but he did bring up, you know, the, the peeing in his tea. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. This is one of those things where I feel like, okay, there's there's a lot of things that I think 
AEW has over current WWE product right now. But when they try to do things like this, I understand giving the guys free form to do what they want and to be creative and not have other people speak for them. But sometimes it goes completely off the rails. And I think that this is one of those situations. Yeah. Like, and when they're talking about the match and what they wanted to call it, I, I want to call it the building beat down. The building beat down. Well, I yeah. thought they were going to do blood and guts. Me too. But instead they just teach. It's like, no, we want stadium stampede. And then Moxie's like, no, we're not going to do that. And then I'm like, okay, great. Blood and guts. And then he's like, no, we're just going to have a, a street fight and call it something else. And it's like, what? Blood and guts, bro. Yeah. We yeah. want blood Building and guts. Building beat down. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> the BBB, the Better Business Bureau. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this was weird. Um, but then we go to, to kind of the back nine of this show, Vito. We get Britt Baker versus Maki Ito. Yeah. Uh, who's back, apparently. I had never seen this woman before, but it really? was interesting. I've heard oh, the she's name. she's awesome. I've heard the name, but I literally the first time I ever saw a singing anime character come out and wrestle. So yeah, that, I'm was, a fan. that was neat. I'm a fan of Maki Ito. She's cool. Yeah. And Vito, wouldn't you guess that I missed the, the, the end of this? I'm assuming Britt Baker won, but I don't know that. Oh yeah, for sure. With the with the with the flip off and a lockjaw. So, yeah. what do you think? Do you think we're gonna see? I'll, I'll I'll ask you. I'll actually ask you this question later. Um, we'll we'll hold off on that after we okay. wrap this up. Um, Serena Deeb then comes out, calls out Dustin Rhodes. Uh, Brow beats him for saying that she couldn't beat Thunder Rosa. Uh, tells him to say it to her face and says, oh, no, he just stands there. And she's like, oh, yeah, no, you won't because you don't have the balls. Yeah. And uh, so then she slapped him. She, she slaps him, yes. And then Thunder Rosa runs out and accidentally ends up hitting Dustin. And so there's kind of a skirmish, you know, like during their little skirmish there. And yeah. uh, and then so Deeb gets away with the title, and so now we've brought Dustin Rhodes in into the storyline, which is interesting. Yeah, I um, uh, I I think uh, I had said some disparaging words about Serena Deeb in the past, <laughs> but uh, I <laughs> I think she looked good on this last one. Uh, I think the the stuff she said was uh, right on. Uh, she talked about getting the breast implant for a pretty old man. I thought that was fucking awesome. Right. She used my language. Hope you don't have I don't have a that. bleep machine, Vito. No, it's fine. <laughs> but uh, actually, she's now my pick. I I want her to win. At Ooh. Double or nothing. Okay. Yeah. Deep for the win. Well, we're building towards that match, and, you know, it would be, uh, you know, can't really blame them because uh, the Thunder Rosa title run has been less than thrilling, to say the least. 
but then we get the main event, Vito, uh, Adam Cole, Jeff Hardy. Of course, Jeff Hardy's all hurt. That's the story of this match, you know, is that he just, it just wasn't a fair fight. Uh, there was some hope for a second, but Adam Cole pretty much just kicked his ass. Yeah, and he attacked him early, so we didn't get no Yes, boom. yes, yes, and the att- yes, and the early. Um, that's like when you're playing uh, 2K22 and you accidentally hit the hit the run in button. Yeah, and you and you run in during your guys in, in, during the other guy's entrance, and you're like, no, no, wait, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, I felt um, ripped off. I didn't get to do the boom while I'm sitting in my living room, right? Like a little kid. We want the entrance, damn it. Yes. Um, and this is great because this also furthered the whole Young Bucks thing. We got another segment, uh, to where they came out, uh, as this all ended here. Uh, it got kind of busy, but it was fine. Um, Cole, Cole won with the weirdest boom. He hit him from the, the side. Right. Yeah. So you think that was maybe like an angle. That was part of like the selling of the of the match, possibly with the with the storytelling and Jeff's injuries, or uh, it seemed hurried. The finish seemed hurried, so like uh, it's like he had to hurry up and get. They the did boom go off, no over time. Came from, yeah, they, they did go over time tonight. It did not wrap until like a few minutes after ten. Yeah, here on so, the West Coast. So that could have been it. And you're right. It did get very uh, cluttered toward the toward the end with like Sting and and the right. Darby Bucks, coming out. Bucks hit the ring. They attack. Sting and Darby make the save, and then Fish and O'Reilly come out to, I guess, even the odds. Oddly enough, um, for once. And so, yeah, I guess we're going to get some mix mashing of these tag teams, possibly an eight-man coming well, up. Well, they did the, the chair on Sting's ankle, so I, I put on my notes, Sting leaving TV, question mark? That could be. So, I, I didn't even think we'll about it out. that way, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. it could be just to, uh, just to sell him not having to do much in the match. Maybe they get him out of the match. Yep. Uh, there's a few different uh, ideas there. What I, uh, One thing I did want to ask you is what do you think, you know, we have Adam Cole advancing tonight. We have Britt advancing in the women's. Do you think we're headed to like a husband and wife winners? Oh, man. I didn't this, even think about that. this thing? That's what I'm thinking. That's my pick. There you go. That's got to be it, right? Yep. Bay Bay's for the win. Right. Then they can say that, you know, they will be the first and only ever, uh, you know, couple to win the Owen Hart tournament. And then next year, Sammy and Tay Conte can try to do it. You know, try to one-up them. (laughs) (laughs) They're the mixed tag champs, I think, right? And I don't know what the what the title's called, but Mexico yeah, and a woman title. One of those triple A intergender, yeah. the intergender yeah. championship passed down from Andy Kaufman. <laughs> but well, so yeah, yeah uh, star rating though, dynamite. 
Uh, star rating though, Vito. What are we giving this dynamite? Check I, my notes here. I haven't went higher than like a 3.5 or 3.75, but I'm almost willing to throw this into four I, star I territory. I enjoyed yeah. it that much. I think the, the action was that solid, you know, between the um, the O'Reilly match and the the page match. I'm going to say four stars. I'm going to be with you there. Four stars. I think it's a four. Yeah. It's somewhere, you know, I don't think I should give it. It just doesn't feel like it should be in the three range. It feels like more of a four. So no, nope. good show. It was a good show. And we've only got one more dynamite to cover before the big PPV. That's right. So that's going to be uh very very awesome uh Vito. before we wrap this up, up where can we find you at buddy we got the youtube channel let's also plug yep. the power pit while we're at it Vito tv power pit pro wrestling in roseburg oregon uh that's right first saturday of every month is usually it's when we have our shows so and you uh, can find uh you find them on the socials the facebook yeah the Power YouTube. Pit or Power Pit Pro Wrestling or PPPW Wrestling. Uh, just Google them. We're there. Yeah. We're on YouTube, Facebook. I think we got TikTok too, actually. So check, check out check the out. YouTube. Some of those older videos. There's a very handsome fella that used to used to <laughs> on host the recap, those shows. The, the brand <laughs> on the recap. That's right, my man. That's right. Well, I so. guess that's it. It's 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 time for the brand to go to bed. I'm sure it's time for Vito to go oh, to bed. Is. We're burning the midnight oil here. Yeah, we are. On it's the time. West Coast. But uh, Vito, right. thank you for joining me, and uh, we will talk Always to you. Always a pleasure. We'll talk to you soon. Give me some Wolfpack, bro. On the way out. Bam. Yeah. Dr. Blackstone is out. Peace. Yeah.